We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step by step, and it's completely free. Hi, and welcome to episode 58. Blair will be starting with membership site business model, and I'll be telling you some pre-vacation planning techniques. Yeah, thanks, Emily. Hi, everyone. Well, yeah, I want to continue my uh, business model series here, and today we're going to talk about membership sites. So membership sites are where you sign up and you pay a fee to become a member, get access to websites information via your own login. So there's a lot of different membership sites, and so I'll run through a few of these now just so you can get a feel for the options. First one would be called the continual content model, and pretty much what this one is, is once you've got a base level of content, you start to drip feed more content out to the members periodically. So it would mean that you're developing three or four pieces of content a month, and then you're you're releasing those to your members. The nice thing about this model is that it means that you can keep your members giving them fresh information all the time. So you're keeping your members entertained and and interested in your your, um, business. And so you'll get less of a drop off of memberships of people canceling their members. Um, So the second one is the all-in-one subscription. Pretty much that's where you give all of your content as a flat fee um, and that's what they get. And compared to the first one, this is that situation where you will get some drop off from your membership because they might use your content for six months and then, you know, as things go along, they'll, they'll drop off. The other thing with this one is you continually need to get more members because you're charging a flat fee in the beginning and then you're not charging those individual members anything more in the process. And so you want to be able to continually get new members to obviously keep your income uh, coming in. The third option is the freemium model. And so what that does is you basically give out a, a fair bit of information for free in the beginning, and then you start charging for it. Um, and the benefit of this model is that you get people hooked uh, and then so when you do char- start charging for it, you know, they've already had a bit of a taster of, of what you've got to offer and therefore they, they're keen on paying for it. The fourth one is uh, the coaching membership. So pretty much this is when you're providing members with coaching. So, so like one-on-one coaching or, um, you know, you might do a, a webinar series with some coaching, you know, or live crossovers where you can offer some coaching to them. So Basically, they pay to access your specific coaching model. And, you know, you can set most of these up in, in different, in many different ways. So there's a lot of flexibility with the membership site sort of business model. The fifth one is the online course. So that's where you would, say, do a video course. Um, and it might be, say, 10 episodes long. Um, and they pay for that course. Um, and that might... Um, that might show them how to do some something from start to finish, um, and you know throughout those ten episodes, they they work their way through that process. So that's quite a valuable one because you know the video format is quite unique. You know it, it's it's your own video, um, and so it's quite good against competitors because you know a lot of the time you won't have much com- competition. 
The sixth one we want to talk about is the fixed term. So like this is, it's almost like a graduate model. So this is where you do a course and you graduate at the end of it. So this could be like the 30 day challenge sort of thing. Um, and basically they pay a fee, they do your course and then you, you know, graduate them from uh, achieving that course. The problem with this one is that, you know, you, unless you keep getting members to do the course, you need to kind of reinvent yourself a lot of the time by doing more and more of these different courses as you go. So it's, um, uh, you know, it, it's something that you either got to keep doing more courses to keep the existing membership interested, or you're looking for new members all the time. Uh, the next one is the product bundle. So this is commonly used for physical products, and this would be something where you'd you would give out them to the membership a new product each month. And, um, you know, the, it could be smaller scale products or it could be uh, portions of a certain product. So, you know, you're adding on to that, that base level product as you go. And then the last one we want to talk about is the online community. So this one is um, basically provides them access to a closed group of experts or a community of like-minded people. And so I think a lot of the time on website businesses or online businesses can be quite lonely. And so these community type business models are really good and, and people do subscribe to them. So uh, yeah, I, I guess just another way of, of doing the, the membership site. So how would you set that up? Well, basically, no matter what of those types of, of membership sites you choose, you want to pick a niche. So you want something obviously not too competitive and you want to research the competition. So you want to look at what the competition are doing, look at what other membership sites are out there doing the same thing in that niche. Because if there are other membership sites doing it, then it is successful. So that's one thing you can take from it when you're researching the niche. Um, and it also allows you to reverse engineer what the competition are doing. So you might even want to join up with the competition's membership site and see how they've set up their whole thing around that niche. And you could um, potentially base your business model off of what they're doing. And we're not saying copying exactly what they're doing, but we are saying to um, you know, just look at look at the process that that they've done and and use that same process, but align to your product. So then, once you've got your niche, you want to look at what value you're going to provide for the person. So within a certain niche, you want to be able to solve a problem for the person. So it could be that you know, if your niche is, for example, search engine optimization, you know, if you're looking at online businesses and that's your sort of thing. You want to be able to solve a problem of showing people how to do SEO in 2021, for example. And so you could do a video course, a 10 video course on how to do SEO and all the different facets of it. And, and basically what you're doing is you're solving the problem of the person not knowing what the modern techniques of SEO is. And by the end of the video course, they've, they've learned all of that. So you've got to look at what value you want to provide with your um, membership site. Then you want to look at what content or product you want to share. So again, this comes back to the different types of models within this, you know, and it's all about the topic that will define if it's articles or videos or products. So it really depends on, on what model you're using and, and what the actual product is going to be. 
Then you want to set the price point. So you want to research what other people are doing, not only within your particular topic or niche, but also within other membership sites offering the same content or product type. So you might be selling a membership site with videos on SEO, and you can still research another membership site selling videos on how to fix your car. But what you're trying to do is look at how they've done the video side of it. So it doesn't matter so much about the niche. You want to look at the video side of it and what price point they're setting for those videos. So it's about com comparing that actual product type. Um, so this, this can be also structured. So remember that the price may change over time or even have different pricing tiers for different levels of details that you offer. Um, so again, there's a few ways of setting your pricing there. So setting up your site will also need a platform that supports the membership option that you're choosing. So obviously as well as a cart and a checkout. So WordPress is a good option for this as it offers a huge range of plugins. You know, and that allows you to choose the different plugins to suit your particular business needs for your membership site. And then I guess from there, once you're all set up with all of that, you've got to get members to sign up. And that, to be honest, that's another podcast in itself, which we might touch on at some stage. Um, so that's quite a quite a large process of getting customers. But um, I think this one, we're just focusing on how to get your membership site set up. And um, and that's, that's sort of what we've shared today. So overall, you, the membership business model can be quite rewarding and it can be quite hard for competitors to copy. Um, so if you're considering this route, then, you know, finding a, a unique offer and setting it up well on a sound platform will be key to your success. But I think if you've if you've listened to the podcast here today, you'll, you will have worked out that the membership site um, model is quite diverse and it can be set up in a, a real different range of ways. So it allows you to make it really unique. Um, and that's one thing I like about it is because there's just so many options for you to choose from that it's going to, you know, if you if you make it unique, it's going to be hard for people to copy what you're doing. All right, Emily. Thanks, Blair. Right, so we all look forward to having a vacation. And in order to enjoy that to the full um, capacity you can, you really need to prepare for that vacation because you need that time to have a break from work, to relax. And if you haven't prepared, you're going to be worried about things at work, what you've got to do when you get back. And then you'll find you have your vacation and you need another vacation because it's been really stressful. And so that totally defies the point of having a break. So in order to plan, plan ahead. It's honestly the best thing you can do. One or two weeks before you have the vacation, really start to think about winding down, getting things tied up, sorting things out, ready for when you have your vacation to make it as stress-free as possible. One thing that made all the difference in the world for me is not only preparing for the time that you're away, but also for the week that you get back as well. Coming home to a to-do list, as long as your arm, is not going to be any good for you and it's just going to make you stressed while you're away. So have a list of things to do before you go and a list of things you're going to do when you get back. So what I'd recommend doing is putting um, your autoresponder on one to two days before you leave your work. So already that message is going through to some clients. So those last couple of days before your actual technical vacation, you are actually pu pulling back and setting your vacation days 
two days earlier than you actually take them. And that will just help you to wind down. Again, leave it on two days after you get back from your vacation so that you've got a little bit of time to respond to some of those emails without being, without taking it off. And then you've been right into the stick of it, having to reply to all these emails, really stressful. Whereas if you leave it on for the two days, you can slowly work your way through those emails that you've already got and respond to them in good time. Also, making sure your desk is nice and tidy. There's nothing worse than coming back to an untidy desk. The same as when you go away on holiday in your house. It's always nice to come back to a tidy home rather than coming home to it all a mess again. So it really is worth spending that time just getting everything really tidied, even in your house as well as your office. And that will really help you to um, hopefully have a stress-free vacation. So the preparation beforehand and some preparation when you get back. And in the next episode, I'm going to be giving you some tips on how to enjoy the time you're away and a little bit more about how to prepare for when you get home. Yeah, good, good tips there, Emily. All right, that's all we've got time for in episode 58. We'll see you in the next one. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.